Off the Ball with BetDuck.com, the sports betting exchange. Serious about sports 24-7. Every season, every sport, every team. I'm just here so I won't get fined. Gets it to LeBron for three for the win. Yes! LeBron James at the buzzer! It's got to be... One of the dumbest calls offensively in Super Bowl history. Are you kidding me? Hard hit into right. Back at the wall. Tie game. Big puppy. The grand slam. Five seconds left in the game. Do you believe in miracles? Yes! It is time for U.S. Sports. Sonny Mahoney is in the house. Good evening, sir. David, how are you doing, bud? Normally, we'd have a couple of standout stories when it comes to the U.S. sports segment. We might have the entire segment taken up by the NBA or the NFL or Major League Baseball. We've got a few, plenty of little juicy ones tonight for everybody to kind of get their teeth into. Mm. I'm going to start with the Cup America because we're going to be discussing Cup America and the fallout from it later in the football show between 9 and 10. Uh, Tim Vickery is going to be chatting to us from New York, actually. He's flying home to Rio tonight, so he's going to chat to us before he gets on his flight. But obviously, the big story was Chile beating... Argentina after a penalty shootout and Lionel Messi missing a penalty and subsequently retiring after. But in the semi-finals, the Americans were involved. The United States were hockeyed by Argentina. And, um, well, it's, it could be construed as a depressing reminder of where the United States stand in the football landscape. Yeah, I mean, here we, you know, this Copa America centenario, pardon my Spanish there, but here we have a football tournament, a big football tournament happening on U.S. soil, you know, like... All of the greats in the uh, in the Western Hemisphere were gathered in, uh, other than Neymar, were in were in America the last few weeks, and America really craves this success. You know that that when they you know when they every soccer has really exploded in the last decade in the states, but people are starting to wonder, okay, guys, when is when is it going to happen for our guys? When are we going to be able to produce the Leo Messi's and the Cristiano Ronaldo's? And uh, the USA has been coached by Jurgen Klinsmann since 2011, and you know we've seen strides. They they weren't too bad in the World Cup last year. You know they were in 2014. They went out to Belgium and the, they got out of the group stages. And you know we're seeing sort of slow growth. Um, and then all of a sudden, America almost screwed up in getting to the semifinals because it came across the Leo Messi team, and they lost four. Nil. But our levels of expectations in the United States or in their football team, are they at the point where they, they do believe they should be going further than that? They should be winning a Cup of America? They should be making World Cup semifinals? Dave, this is America. We demand the best. We expect the best. Like, we don't... It, it, it's hard for Americans to really under, to understand why, like, you know, we have the you know the best facilities, the best coaches. Um, you know, we... We've we've sort of mimicked a lot of the, you know, the academy programs from Europe. You know, we've been sort of hovering around respectability on the global stage for the last I don't know fifteen twenty years. years. Yeah. Really, yeah, when is it going to happen? And Klinsman, it was put to him after the game after they'd been completely destroyed, completely outclassed by Argentina. It's, it was put to Klinsman. You know, when is this going to happen? When can we expect to be beating the likes of of Argentina? And Klinsman completely. Baffled by the question, frozen, he just he said, "I don't have an answer to that right now." And you know, it's a it was a wake up call for America. Like the the team is gritty and they fight for their you know they they embody a lot of the great American values of of uh, hard work and 
commitment and passion and pride in the shirt. I mean, no more than Ireland or other sort of brave but limited teams. But like what they came up against, I mean, the Leo Messi free kick in that game um, was mind-bending. But now the problem really for America was that uh, they had been ignored for this whole tournament. And then the NBA season ended, the, this absorbing NBA finals uh, was concluded. And then all, America was told, hey, guys, this is a great game Tuesday night. Why don't we all tune in? It was the most viewed game uh, on English language uh, American soccer TV ever. And unfortunately for Klinsman and the team, uh, they were completely destroyed. A lot of people are sick of Klinsman. I'm interested to see that Klinsman is being thrown in with a lot of these uh, as a potential Roy Hodgson replacement. Well, maybe now's the time to get away they from the, the US job. Mm. It does strike me that if you're an American who only dips his or, toe, his or her toe into the footballing waters every so often, and that the last time you decided to watch a match on American soil uh, that it was a major championship final was the World Cup final 22 years ago and you decided to go dig your toe in again this year at the Cup of America you've seen a nil-nil mm. and you've seen the star man on the pitch gift the championship to the opposition by missing a penalty which you blast over the crossbar yeah this is, I the mean, echoes are and the parallels are striking it's, 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 there's a similarity there I think for the, you know for, for Americans generally is we, there's no there's only really the World Cup to sort of get behind the team like they're going to they qualify for the World Cup Automatically, almost the, the whole game is rigged for them to to reach the World Cup the way uh, Concacaf uh, send teams through. So, you know, this tournament kind of offered up a sort of a you know you know an unexpected bonus. opportunity to get behind the team. You know, they beat Ecuador in the quarterfinal. They sort of were in bonus territory, and it just went so bad for them. But look, that's football. We can we should learn from our defeats. I think that's the lesson there. Yeah, learn from your defeats, learn from your mistakes. And I'm going to do this with a beautiful little segue mm-hmm. into Johnny Manziel, not a guy who tends to learn from his mistakes. Um, Johnny Manziel's lawyer, like his client, is a bit of a dope. Johnny Manziel, I mean, we've talked about him in this slot uh, in the is, past. Is he with the franchise at the moment? No, he was, the Browns released him. Is he, he? Has he been tapped up by anyone? Drafted in 2014 by the Cleveland Browns, his... his professional football career, career and his life has basically become a train wreck in the last two years. Um, he has uh, been in out of rehab, um, was let go, fired by his own agent, which is, a, you know, it's a pretty, I don't, that doesn't happen very much in the biz. Um, he's completely off the rails with drink and drugs and uh, marijuana and all this kind of thing. Uh, he's He was arrested last year for a incident, um, a domestic violence incident, incident with his then-girlfriend, um, and is facing up to a year in jail. Um, his he's got a big legal team working for him, and uh, one of his lawyers last week sent a text out, um, kind of revealing his legal strategy and providing some information on uh, Mr. Manziel's mind state at the moment. The lawyer thought he his name is Bob Hinton. He thought he was sending this text to another lawyer. Unfortunately, Mr. Hinton sent this text to an. Associated Press journalist who promptly <laughs> printed the the uh, what was in the text in the, the national media. So now all of America knows that um, Manziel is planning a plea defense uh, in this case, this domestic violence case for which he could be in jail for a year. Also, the text included a really brilliant line on Manziel. It said, heaven help us if one of the conditions is to pee in a bottle. Uh, one of the conditions of the plea, of the plea bargain. Um, so Manziel, despite you know, the urgings of basically everyone in his life will not stop drinking or doing drugs. Uh, he was, I was just looking on social media today, he was photographed on a plane this afternoon uh, taking selfies with a pilot. 
and um, according to one eyewitness, reeking of, of marijuana. So Menzel, like, it's just, I mean, it's it it's, was funny at first because I guess it was all over social media. There's times when he was, like, turning up in Las Vegas with a wig on under an, using an alias. Like, I mean, like, ridiculous stuff. But it's going into this sort of tragic level because he's not changing. His father uh, did an ESPN interview last week where he called his own son a druggie. He said he's a druggie. It's not a secret that he's a druggie. Um, I don't know what to say to him other than my son is a druggie and he needs help. And he says that a year in jail would actually be the best thing for him. So it's kind of got that tough love um, element of sort of rehab, which is, you know, it's a, it's a weird one. This, here, this guy almost, he sort of arrived into the into the NFL famous and like fame is just completely destroyed him. So um, I don't know. Well, hopefully there's some light in the tunnel with the story, but it, it doesn't look good and it's only heading in one direction that's a battle. Yeah, I think he was a bit of a laughing stop for a while, but uh, the Johnny Manziel story is now starting to get a little bit sad and you would maybe fear for his immediate future. We're going to finish up with the NBA because obviously the big story from the NBA over the last 10 days has been the LeBron James and uh, Cleveland Cavaliers winning their first title for the city since was it the 1960s when the, yeah, when the, when the Browns lifted what well, wasn't even called the Super Bowl back mm. then, it was the National Football League Championship or something. But the draft then, which happens every year in the immediate aftermath of the NBA Finals, I couldn't believe the percentage of non-American-born players that were drafted by the franchises in the NBA. Quite incredible. Almost half of the first round was was all foreign players, 14 out of the first What is the reason for this development? Has it been a drop, drip, drip uh, development over the last few years, or is this suddenly a a huge deal in 2016 in comparison to with other years? There's been a huge influx in foreign talent into the NBA. That's uh, unquestioned. Like... The scouts have looked to all corners of the world, from China to the Baltic states, um, French, France, Africa, all all around the world. Basketball, you know, is a huge sport. The NBA is the is the big show in town. That's something true. This is also flagged as the weakest draft uh, in the last decade in the NBA. So clearly, America isn't churning out, or at least this year isn't churning out the sort of blue chip caliber players. Um, as a fan, and especially you know these guys as team, their their future teammates, when they see these foreign guys getting drafted, fans and players freak out. They don't, they hate it because you don't know what you're getting when you're when you see these guys like either in high school and YouTube or coming up through the college system. At least you kind of know the player you're you're getting. Um, but like, there's so much unknown with with these with with the foreign players, and they they grow they come in. Uh, a lot of them playing in sort of the Spanish league or the Greek league, and it's a completely different way of playing basketball. And a lot of these guys just com- are complete busts. If you look through the last ten years of NBA drafts, you'll see foreign names of guys who never, ever made it. Uh, hilariously, um, the Sacramento Kings at 13th pick they drafted a, a center from Greece named Georgios Papagiannis. Uh, to and I mean nobody knows who this guy is. His own future teammate uh, Boogie Cousins, who's a sort of one of the more animated characters in the NBA, at, within minutes of this pick being made, he tweeted, Lord, give me the strength, and he did the sort of praying emoji. <laughs> so, you know, there's there's worries here. Now, the New York Knicks last year, at number four, they drafted a guy uh, from uh, Lafia, whose name is completely gone from my mind at the second, at the worst possible second. Um and everybody in New York, his he was complete. He was booed off the stage at at at, uh, at, at the center when he was drafted, um, and he turned out to be a really brilliant player for them. So um, it just shows you that, like you know, you, sometimes some guys, 
you, you can never you don't want to judge a book by its cover let's just say the guys in the box tell me reliably Kristaps Porzingis Porzingis the Latvian name That's that right. was escaping you there Brilliant stuff, Donny. I think there's going to be a lot of NBA commentators that are hoping that particular Greek guy doesn't make it to the uh, the first team of these franchise, franchises mm. because it's a particularly difficult surname to Thank try and pronounce. Uh, we'll talk to you again next week. All right, Dave. That's Donny Manny with our weekly roundup of all things US sports. We're going to get the uh, news. We're going to be, have Keane in. He's going to bring you up to speed with what's happening in the live sports tonight, particularly in the Munster Under-21 Hurling Championship. And then we have a huge hour over the next hour or so. We're going to be talking to Eddie O'Sullivan about the retirement of Luke Fitzgerald. We're going to be looking at Italy and what they can do for the rest of the tournament at Euro 2016 with James Horncastle. And then, of course, we'll have the football show from 9 to 10. Keith Andrews in studio with us. Off the ball with betdac.com, the sports betting exchange. Serious about sports 24-7. Every season, every sport, every team.